Welcome to From the Field with Trent and Camille, presented by Bex Hybrids. I'm Trent Jackson, Area Seed Advisor. And I'm Camille Lambert, Field Agronomist for Kentucky and Southwest Indiana. So traditionally, the week after the Farm Machinery Show is time to kind of start changing gears and focusing on the wheat crop. Uh, this time of year, the wheat crop's not real pretty, but uh, it's good to remember that wheat is a very resilient crop and we're really just kicking off the growing season. So. Um, Tillering is very important right now. We want to make sure that we did get a good stand establishment. We're looking for two to four tillers per plant, uh, which comes out to about 70 to 100 uh, tillers per square foot. Camille has a neat little trick to count if you don't have a measuring device with you. Just put your heels together and make a, a triangle with your feet, and that's approximately a square foot. So it gives you a good little tool to, uh, to measure in the field kind of impromptu. Camille, tell us why tillers are important for the wheat crop. Sure. So tillers, um, they are essentially lateral shoots that come off the main stem. They have the potential to develop seed heads. So we know the more seed heads we get on the plants, the more yield that we're going to have. And these are are essential to good yield. So we want to make sure that we are protecting the crop. So typically tillering will begin when the seedling has three-ish fully developed leaves. Um, and these tillers, they're actually going to depend on that main stem for nutrition until each tiller has developed three main leaves itself. In that case, it's going to reroot, uh, send out its own roots down, and it will be nutritionally independent. But very important um, to make sure you kind of know what you're dealing with because we got to talk about nitrogen, Trent. Yeah, so if you don't have the tiller count you're looking for right now, it's not the end of the world. Uh, typically what we do in that situation is bump that first shot of nitrogen a little bit. Um, if you have adequate tillering, I'd probably shoot for around 40 units. Uh, if you're a little light on tillering, bump that up to about 60. There's really not a lot of benefit in going higher than that on your first shot. Uh, and when we talk about first shot, it is a uh, PFR proven practice that we double shot our nitrogen to maximize efficiency. And in a year with nitrogen prices the way that they are, um, it's, it's critical that we maximize those units as much as we can. Um, and then, you know, we're looking at that second shot probably a month down the road from now weather permitting, come back with another 60 to 80 units. Uh, we're shooting for around 120 units on a 100 bushel yield go. Uh, figure about 1.2 units per bushel on average. Yeah, so another question I get this time of year, Trent, is my wheat's looking purple or it's looking yellow. I've got some brown wheat. And I always like to assure people that as long as the wheat's still alive, it's still very much um, protected at this point. So purpling is typically just a buildup of sugar. It's nothing to cause a concern. It almost acts like a sunblock. Um, yellow leaves can sometimes be a sign of frost damage or just cold temperatures. Uh, but again, not a major concern because that growing point is below the soil surface. So we're good to go there. Well, good deal. Well, if you have any questions about wheat and any help taking a look at it, uh, as usual, give myself or Camille a call and we'll be glad to come out and help you. And thanks for listening. Have a good one. Welcome to From the Field with Trent and Camille, presented by Bex Hybrids. I'm Trent Jackson, Area Seed Advisor. And I'm Camille Lambert, Field Agronomist for Kentucky and Southwest Indiana. So following a week of some pretty nice weather, um, you know, soil temperatures are starting to warm up. And I know there's been a few planters roll and... Uh, actually here at the PFR farm, 
we planted a few corn and soybeans too to uh, kick off our early plant studies. Uh, you know, typically we don't see the highest returns of seeds planted in March, but we still like to include that data so that we can kind of see where our break point is and, and keep a long-term track record of that. So uh, we are seeing soil temperatures bumping up into the 50s, uh, but we're also getting some dips down into the 40s too. And just 10 days ago, we had a soil temp of 37 degrees at two inches deep. So keep that in mind moving forward. Uh, 10 day forecast doesn't really look all that conducive for planting. We're gonna be chilly through the 1st of April. So uh, no big rush to get out and get planting. But, uh, you know, Camille touched on a little bit chilling injury on seedlings last week. Uh, talk to us a little bit, Camille, about uh, the issues we see planting into cold soils. Sure. So I'm sure you guys have all heard the term GDUs. So that's growing degree units. Um, but it's something that we really have to consider, especially when we're planning early. So what you want to do is look at the, the day's forecast. So I like to actually look at that 10-day forecast when I am considering recommending a, a, an early planning. Um, look at the high, look at the low. So we want to take the high temperature for the day plus the low with a minimum being 50 divide that number in two and then subtract 50. So it's, you can, you can Google that formula and look it up yourself. Um, but we want to make sure we are getting some good GDU accumulations when we put the seed in the ground, because it takes about a hundred to 120 to get a corn plant to emerge about 90 to get a soybean plant to emerge. So if we're not accumulating many growing degree units, that seed's gonna sit in the ground. It's gonna be more prone to early season diseases. Um, and you may get cold injury making that seed not come up at all. So we wanna make sure um, we are looking at that forecast and kind of predicting what's gonna happen once that seed does go in the ground. Yeah, definitely. And as, you know, as we push the, the envelope here, we see more issues like corkscrewing underground, late emergers, broken necks on soybeans. And we're also a lot more susceptible to seedling injury from disease. Um, as that seedling's coming out of the ground, if it's not accumulating those GDUs rapidly, uh, it can't really outgrow the damage that, that it takes on from these seedling diseases and uh, it just sets it back for the rest of its life, basically. So just keep that in mind moving forward. Uh, and like I said, we do plant here at the PFR farm early, but that's basically to illustrate the benefits of waiting until appropriate planting conditions. So sure. uh, reach out to us if you have any questions over the next few weeks. We'd be glad to come uh, help check planters out, uh, help you with seed placement, and just do a quick brush up on some agronomy basics before we get ready to be back in the field. Yeah, if you have any questions, uh, let us know, and we'd be happy to come out to your farm. Thanks.